welcome to the Uncharted Entrepreneurs Podcast. If you're ready to tap into your God-given strengths, discover simple success strategies, and set that dream that's buried in your soul free, this podcast is for you. Hi, I'm your host, Sherry Miter, and I went from building a chimney cleaning business with my husband to ranking in the top 1% as a leader in network marketing to finally finding my true calling as a business coach. I'm passionate about helping others navigate the sea of business and life as they discover the true freedom of being an uncharted entrepreneur. If you're ready to leave the daily grind behind and enjoy life on your terms, let's untie those dock lines and set sail. We are going into uncharted territory. Welcome back to the Uncharted Entrepreneurs Podcast, and we are continuing our series on the Clifton Strengths 34, where we are covering or uncovering all 34 themes and how they show up in real humans in their lives and how they use them to be successful in their careers, in their businesses, in their home life. And today we have a very special guest to me, uh, Lauren Miter, my daughter-in-law. And we are talking about her strategic. Now, if you didn't catch it yet, we did already do an episode on focus uh, with Lauren, but today we're going to hone in on her strategic. But so Lauren, welcome to the show and feel free, just introduce yourself and tell us about all the things you do in life. (laughs) Well, hello, my name is Lauren Miner. I'm married to Sherry's middle son, Jeremy. Um, I am a full-time special ed teacher and autism specialist. Um, I also have a four-year-old daughter and an almost two-year-old son. I'm also a personal trainer and I'm on my way to become a nutritionist. Great. I know you have a very full plate. (laughs) And when we were talking about your focus, we really saw how that played into things and helps you get a lot of stuff done. So it's going to be fun to see how strategic affects things and how it helps you accomplish all the things that you do Um, and how they play together too. Because what, when we really learn what our strengths are and we can learn to let them work well together, it's so much fun. And, or sometimes one theme can compensate for another theme. Um, And that shows up a lot in people's lives. And I was sharing this with one of the other uh, lists or one of the other episodes we did, how with the strengths, what I feel like it's kind of like having a big orchestra and each piece is important. You know, each section of an orchestra is important to make the music sound beautiful. Each individual um, musician is important in it. And they may have their solos, we're only one person's playing at a time. And that's going to happen with our strengths too, that we may just be using one of them at a time. But for the most part, when they all are playing together well, that's when life is in harmony. And that's a great analogy. Oh, thanks. <laughs> um, so Lauren's top five are achiever, competition, focus, individualization, and strategic. And what's interesting is the domain, so achiever and focus are both come from the executing domain, which means they help get things done. Competition is an influencing theme, 
which means you just have influence over you know, yourself and others. Individualization is a relationship building theme and strategic obviously comes from the strategic thinking theme. So you really do have very well rounded top five, <laughs> which is not that common. A lot of times people you see two or three in the top five, but to have all five, I think is really a great attribute to have. And I could see where that would really help you like being as a teacher and a mom and running your own business as well. Um, so let's talk about the strategic here. So strategic with the whole description according to Clifton Strength says people with strong strategic talents can sort through the clutter to find the best route. You can't teach this skill. It is a distinct way of thinking, a unique perspective on the world at large. This outlook allows them to see patterns where others see complexity. Mindful of these patterns, they envision alternative scenarios always asking, what if this happened? This recurring question helps them see, plan, and prepare for future situations. They see a way when others assume there is no way. Armed with this strategy, they move forward. So hearing all of that, how do you, what resonates with you, first of all, and how do you see that unfolding in your life? Um, like I said, with focus, it makes sense. <laughs> that is me. Um, and I think that that just, I think, I think taking this, uh, the, the quiz at this point in my life, um, I may not have had this strategic when I was younger. Um, I think that being a teacher really helped me. And I think being a special education teacher, especially working with children with autism is what really helped me to be strategic and know, okay, we're always problem solving the whole day. We're always taking one situation and trying to figure things out. So um, I think it's always, okay, what if this happens and, and training your brain to really think like what's happening, what could happen next and all of that. I mean, I guess, yes, I've always been like that, but I think it really came out more as like, as I get older. And I think it, it also is happening with my children too. What if this happens and what if that, it's almost like an anxiety piece, but in a, in a productive way. <laughs> yeah. It's being prepared so that it doesn't feel like anxiety necessarily, but just always being one step ahead. Right. One yeah. step ahead. Yeah. And, and I think too, well, according to Clifton Strengths, we do always have this in us. It's just a lot of times we haven't been given a situation that lets us use that talent. Right. So it's very I mean. like, I think it's, it's kind of like blossomed as I've grown up. Like it's, it's been there, but I haven't, yeah, I haven't needed it. But when I became a teacher, especially my first five years um, working with children with severe disabilities, that was when I really realized like, okay, I'm able to think ahead and wonder what, what's going to happen if this happens and how will we, um, which way will we go? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's actually because you are strategic that made you yeah. be able to handle that job. Well, whereas others may not have been able to think that way and therefore that's not really the right job for them. Right. And because you have strategic, that makes you excel at that job. So um, some of this strategic in action, people dominant in the strategic theme create alternative ways to proceed. They can quickly spot relevant, relevant patterns and issues. 
find the best route moving forward and are creative, imaginative, and persistent. Now, we talked a little bit about that with the focus, too. So <laughs> um, which of these, like, like, oh, okay, that makes sense. Like, um, I'd say persistent and, you know, finding creative solutions. I'm always able to think of, like, what's happening and what can I, what can happen next? Um, and then kind of figuring out how are we going to get around that? How are we going to keep going? Um, and I think that's the persistence piece is nothing can stop us. <laughs> like nothing can stop me. I'm just going to keep going. I'm going to figure out a way, even with obstacles and detours, I will figure out a way to get things done. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's strategic at its best. Yeah. <laughs> Finding alter, you know, okay. If, if plan A doesn't work, we're just going to go to plan B and we can right. go to plan Z if we have to, right? That's right. <laughs> This is going to get done one way or the other. Uh, and that's such a gift for the world because so many people just like, oh, that didn't work. Oh, well. And, you know, everybody needs a strategic partner. Like I said, in the, in, when I was talking about focus, like I have a hard time just giving up on things. Like if something doesn't work and that is what I am focused on and that's what I'm moving towards. Um, it's hard for me to just give up on it. So that I think is where strategic really plays a big role because I have to find a way. It's just in me. Like I, I have to find a way to get things done. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. So I guess, yes, it has been in me. I just didn't realize it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I have strategic as top as my number five. And I know for me, that's one of the things I love to do. And just my dad used to always say, he was, there goes, well, Cheryl Ann figuring things. <laughs> and just planning things and just, I love putting like pen to paper or mapping things out and like, okay, how can we, how can we accomplish this? Like putting the strategy or having friends and um, maybe you've experienced this too, that a lot of your friends, maybe other teachers or in the fitness realm come to you and like, Lauren, help me figure this out. Like, help me strategize this plan. Or does this make sense? Like, do you have people that come to you? Yes. Um, I think, uh, especially like in my career, a lot of like the behavioral um, concerns of children, just dealing with any challenging behaviors, I'm always able to, I think that's where strategic really comes in handy is because I'm always able to think like, okay, what if this happens? Well, how can we help them in this way? Um, so I'm always able to have different avenues of how to help the child um, based off of one thing. So um, I have a lot of uh, my colleagues that come to me and ask questions about that kind of thing and want support in that area. So, yeah. Yeah. That's uh, again, like I said, I think everybody, if you don't have strategic in your top 10, you need to find a strategic friend. <laughs> they will help you get clear on the plan to get there and not right. let you give up on it. Now, this is interesting. I, I love how uh, Clifton Strikes takes and they have a contrast with the theme. So a strategic mind or person says natural, natural evaluator of possibilities, whereas somebody with an analytical strength says, is a natural evaluator of realities. But this is really interesting. So they have strategic considers alternative routes, whereas somebody with focus which you have both concentrates on a singular destination. So how do you see, because they're kind of that contrast, how do you see that working together for you? Because you have both of those in your top five. Um, for me, it's just that 
I do. I have that, that singular destination. That is, that's definitely where I'm at. Um, mm -hmm. But I'm able to figure out different avenues, different ways to get there. Um, and I also, I feel like it, they both kind of battle each other because if something isn't quite what I had envisioned it to be or wanted it to be, if I had a goal that I was like, this is the end goal and that's what's going to happen. If I need to tweak it a little bit, I feel like that's where strategic comes in because I'm able to say like, okay, that's not going to work, even though that was the focus. Here's how we're going to just shift it a little bit and then kind of get to it that way. So yeah, they kind of battle each other, <laughs> but, <laughs> but I feel like it's also necessary. Like, I feel like they work together as well because I, without my strategic piece, I wouldn't be able to get to the focus. You know what I mean? So yeah. Yeah. I think they're great to have together. Um, so we always address the blind spots because every theme has its barriers. It has its blind spots that we just need to be careful of, or when we're working, when we're coming to our life in an unhealthy way, um, it can show up in a way that we don't want it to or manifest in a way, or even when we are in our life in a healthy way, there's just always that barrier side, that blind spot that we just need to be aware of. And a couple of the blind spots with strategic are they may have trouble deciding on an option and they also might be quick to criticize existing processes, processes and ideas. Um, do you feel like either of those ever come up in your life? Yeah, I do. Um, I feel like sometimes it is difficult to decide what the best option to do is if there is an obstacle in my way. So I'm trying to decide which way do I want to go with what do I want to do and that that is really hard for me to figure out sometimes um but I've kind of you know I've been doing that for a long time trying to figure this out and I feel like I just have to go with it and I have to almost shut my brain off of like, okay so if I do this then what's going to happen then and then what's going to happen you know like it's it can really spiral out of control um in all areas career home everything it's very hard to shut that off um, and just go for it and just do one or the other. Yeah. And again, having strategy, I definitely have fallen into that trap Yeah. before <laughs> too. And that's where recognizing that and knowing like, whoa, just stop, you know, like make a decision <laughs> and go with it. Right. It's not the right decision right now. You just got to go with it because we can right. stay in that strategy mode for yeah. a long time. Yeah. And that, that is like one of the hardest things for me is to just shut it off and just say, I've done what I can do, <laughs> but mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. And the good thing for you is that because your focus and you have achiever, which are both executing, they come, they're stronger, a little stronger than your strategic. Mm -hmm. So you probably don't run into that as often as somebody like myself who doesn't yeah. have executing until 10. <laughs> it feels often, but you're, you're right. It probably is not as often as I think. Um, there are, I mean, yeah, I can't say that it's an everyday thing, but there are certain things that I'm just like, you know, kind of what do I do? Um, but yeah, I think that is that is a true thing of achiever and focus. I am able to figure it out and keep going towards the goal. Get there a little quicker than somebody like myself. <laughs> 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 it's 
still strategizing over here. <laughs> um, so I love some of the the ways to invest in your strategic talent so that you can really hone it to become a, a you know a superpower and become that strength is one is make sure you explain yourself along your journey to discovering the best path to success to help others understand what you see. And I love that because we sometimes as strategic thinkers, we see things others don't. Mm -hmm. And we can kind of forecast, wait, if you do X, then Y might happen. Right. And other people are just seeing X. Right. <laughs> And for me, I'm like, how do you not see this? Right? How does that not pop in your brain? Um, but yeah, that's that's happened a lot at work. Even like, you know, just with the with my kids, like, you know, I'm able to say like, okay, if we do this, then this is going to happen. And if we go here, if we're going to need this and this is going to happen, they're going to ask for this and they're going to want that. Um, but it's also it's a lot at work too. It's just a lot of that, you know, just knowing what can come next and trying to work with others who don't have that. So right. it's just difficult. <laughs> right. And again, that's why you need a strategic person in your life that can yeah. the steps ahead. And I had that same thought, like you said that, like, why don't that was slow for me to understand with coaching and especially like in my network marketing. And I would be coached. It was like, until I really understood strengths, I struggled with that a lot. Like, why can't you see that? But I right. realize it's our strategic that we can see what could happen if you go in this direction, good or bad, right? Where others can't. And sometimes people call it anxiety, but it's not. It's like a it's a really productive thing. It's not always worrying about what's going to happen next. It's it's figuring out and and just planning for it. It's being organized about it, right? So. Right. Even things as simple as, um, you know, for myself, even it was like silly as a Facebook post. Right. That if somebody posts this, you have to think what's what's going to happen here, good or bad. Right. How are people going to react to it. Who's going to respond to that? What do they think of you now? Like all these like that, right. I realize this is a strategic mind at work. There's a lot of people like, oh, I just thought it was funny or I just posted this and they don't know, think of the ramifications, good or bad again on that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I, that's, that's where my mind is too, even with things as small as Facebook, but to someone like you and me, that's not very small because there's a lot of different avenues that can come from that. So, right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So that's definitely the strategic brain. Um, yeah. Some of the other suggestions to really uh, work on this to become a superpower is find a group that you think does important work to which you can contribute your strategic thinking. You can be a leader with your ideas and you probably find you do that. Yes. Yep. Work. Um, I mean, it, like, so I'm brand new to a school district this year and I've already been asked to help make and present a training to other teachers. So like, you know, I, I am finding those ways to just show like, this is my mindset and this is how we can achieve different things. I think it also um, kind of goes hand in hand with being a, like a solution based thinker. You're not sitting there dwelling on the problem. You're always thinking of the solution that can come next. 
Um, so you're, you're seeing the problem, but you're not blind, blinded to it. Like you're, you're not stuck on it. You're able to figure out where to go next. So I think that's really important. Yeah. I like that a lot. Um, the other suggestion too, is devote time each day away from the action to think about your current goals and strategies. This focused time might be the environment in which you can best think through the options to find the right course of action. Do you find, <laughs> you know, with everything going on in your life, are you able to carve out time to kind of strategize and think about what you want and what you're working I almost on? feel like that's why it's bet I'm, I am just a better person overall when I'm really busy. Um, I almost find that when I have more time, like I'm just not as, I'm obviously not as productive. I'm not as just calm. I feel like it brings a calmness to me to be thinking about all of these different things. But I do think it's, it's sometimes hard to just slow down and carve out time for that. So, mm -hmm. yeah. And I think with the, the strategy there, the one thing like I've learned is I do need to carve in time, like just to think right. and to turn off the noise, turn off what I'm listening to, turn off everybody else's thoughts and just spend, even if it's 15 minutes, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, it might be something that somewhere is in your crazy busy life to carve out just that little, even if it's a drive, it could be the drive. Yeah. And I know you don't have a long commute, but you know, to and from work to be able to just think about and process things like for a strategic thinker, that's important to, it's almost a necessity. Yeah. Time to just think on things and doesn't mean we're going to spend all day, but just having that time carved out. Right. Yeah. That's and, something to work on for me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's giving yourself permission for that too, that yeah. this is essential. And that's something for myself too, that um, even having time to create, like I'm futuristic as well. So I need time to think about the future and to then strategize on things. And what I found having this new, this new business is that wait, having an hour spent sitting on my couch with a notepad and a journal, that is productive time, even though it goes against everything in my being, like, wait, you know, I'm just sitting here thinking, but it's, it's essential. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, that's, that's hard for me. <laughs> yeah. So, well, with your achiever too, and that's the other thing I was going to say with your saying that you're better when you are getting things done, that's because achiever is high for you. Yeah. And that's as number one. <laughs> yeah. If you're not achieving, you're not going to feel fulfilled. Right. And you're not yeah. going to show up as your best self in anything you do. If you're not achieving something, even every day. Right. Even if it's something small, like I just need to get something done every day. So. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I was just talking with um, one of the other interviews we did today. Her, we were talking about her achiever and she's like, you very busy, has a lot done. And anyway, says, as an achiever, you need to come to something every day, even if it is a weekend or a vacation or whatever. And it doesn't mean that it doesn't have, it's not going to be something fun. Right. It just has to be something. Yeah. <laughs> something to check off. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That's exactly right. And not apologize for that. Right. I, I mean, it, that is what makes me feel 
good. It makes me feel happy. Like today I sat down and did report cards and like, that's not a fun thing for me to do, but I did them and I felt so much better after doing it. So just something like that, just anything small, little. Yeah. Yeah. And I think one of the things I see with the, you know, diving deeper into the strength finders is sometimes we feel like that's a bad thing or that we have to apologize for that or that we, we enjoy working. We enjoy accomplishing things when we should be relaxing, but relaxation looks different for everybody. Right. Like that is a common thing for me. So that is relaxing to get things done. So, right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And, and lucky for you, you're also married to an achiever. So you guys yeah. get together. <laughs> we never stop getting things done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a good thing. Um, the last thing I'm just going to leave here, leave you with. Um, yeah. Learn how to describe what you anticipate. Others who do not possess a strong strategic theme may not anticipate as often or well. You will need to be persuasive if you want to help them avoid future obstacles or exploit the opportunities you have seen, which goes back to like what we were talking about is just helping really describe. That is hard for me, um, especially like just first thing that comes to my head is at work, um, you know, I have this plan and I have all of these what ifs and they have it all sorted out and I know, um, you know, where to go. And then I just kind of say, okay, here's what we're going to do. But I don't ever really give like the rationale of why we're doing something. Um, and I found that over the years, that is definitely very powerful for a lot of people to understand my thought process and just how my wheels are turning because, um, because people don't think the same way often as I do of like, here's, here's what we're going to do. And here's why and I, I just have to explain it all. So I've learned that that is very important to do. I'm still not very good at it though. <laughs> so it's an area that I need to improve on. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's a good exercise then to work on is just really, and it goes back to maybe that's where that, that pause of 15, 20 minutes, even at the end of a work day, maybe is to, spend that that time thinking on okay then how can i present this to somebody else um, yeah and taking the time to really work on that because you're right people most people don't think the same way we think <laughs> yeah i definitely see that <laughs> yeah. anything else that you would add um about having strategic as one of your top five no, just like focus. I just, I think, like I said, I just, I like that part about me. Um, definitely there's, there's some things that I need to improve on, like the communication with other people um, and with the focus, just not being super flexible with other people. So I definitely have some areas to work on, but I think it's really cool to know these strengths and figure them out. And then I can also figure out just how to be better because that's also, I feel like part of my achiever piece is, and the competition is just, I'm always, I always need to be better than I was before. So I think this is really cool. Mm, great. Yeah. And I see with all of these working together, you can achieve a lot in your life. <laughs> so it's a good place to be. So, well, thank you, Lauren, for being willing to be on here and take the time to do this and squeezing it in and, and amongst all your busyness. And I definitely appreciate it. Thank you for having me.
All right, that concludes this episode, and I hope you are enjoying this series and hearing how the Clifton Strengths themes and talents show up in real life humans and how they turn those themes and talents into their strengths or how they use them in their daily lives or how they're going to start using them in their daily life. And I also hope it inspires you to head over to Gallup and take your assessment today. As you know, I strongly encourage you to go for the full 34. And again, I don't make any money from this. Like I am not affiliated with Gallup, nor are they affiliated with me. I just highly believe in it and totally geek out on Strength Finders. But take the full assessment and after you're done, post your top five and tag me in it. Or if you don't want to do that, just shoot me a DM or send me an email and let me know what your top five are. And if you're surprised by it, I'd love to hear from you. And thanks as always for being a listener to the Uncharted Entrepreneurs Podcast.